Yeah, it's Latoya. Hey guys, welcome to the Analog Girl Podcast. This is your podcast for your 30-somethings and your 40-somethings. And we're on a quest, y'all. We're on a quest to get our analog lives in a digital-driven world. I'm so happy that you're listening today. If this is your first time, listen. I want you to listen through to this, listen all the way through to the end of this episode. And when you're done and only when you're done, I hope you can go back and check out my other episodes. This is a growing podcast. I'm ever revolving. So I really want you to uh, join the journey with me. If this is not your first time, thank you for coming back. Thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for sending me DMs. Thank you for putting comments on my my uh, Instagram posts and just encouraging your girl in the emails, y'all. It really helps. It uh, pushes me. It motivates me um, to keep going because, you know, sometimes I'll be waking up like, what the, f- what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I don't understand why I'm doing this. This was never a, a dream or a calling of mine to do podcasting. I don't know why I'm doing it, but I do feel an urge to do it. So, Thank you guys for keeping me uh, consistent um, and for encouraging me today. Um, let's see. I have my website is in the works, guys, and I'm telling you, I'm I'm trying to create a resource. I'm trying to create a community. Not trying. I am creating a community for you guys to um, engage in and talk about mental health issues with specifics on anxiety and depression and PTSD. And um, it's in the works. So really, I need you guys to sign up for my email list. You can go to www.analoggirlpodcast.com and sign up for my email list there. Now, listen, I'm not going to spam you. All right. You ain't going to get a whole bunch of emails. You're only going to get one. That one email is going to alert you and let you know when the website has launched. That's all I need. I just need your, 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 your email address. It's just your name and your email address. If you can help your girl out and do that, I greatly appreciate it. Again, you can go to www.analoggirlpodcast.com and sign up for my email list there. Um, let's see, is there any more housekeeping? I can't think of any. And, you know, just follow your girl on Instagram uh, at Toya D's World. I'm on Twitter at Toya D's World. Always sliding them DMs and ask questions or just drop a note or two and tell me that you listened. Also, um, if you're listening on iTunes, please, could you please subscribe? I would really appreciate that. That really helps me be able to help you more because like the more y'all subscribe and the more y'all rate and the more y'all send a, put a comment, a great comment, a nice comment. <laughs> um, the more y'all do that, uh, the more it helps me out. So if y'all can do that, I would really, 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 really appreciate that. Thank you so much guys for the ones who have rated, subscribed and left comments. Y'all are dope. And I see y'all out there. Thank you so much. Um, I think that's about it for housekeeping. So why don't we just get into the check-in? Okay. So anxiety check-in for today, guys. Well, first, how y'all doing? I hope your anxiety levels are low to non-existent. If they're not, let's just do a quick breathing exercise in through the nose and hold it. And breathe it all out through the mouth. Feel all that stress leaving your body as you exhale that breath all the way out through the mouth and through the nose one more time. And hold it. Close your eyes. And exhale all that stress. Do a big exhale and you can let go of that stress. And and sometimes when you're exhaling, you can do a ah. And that kind of just helps me too. That just lets me know that I'm really releasing some energy. So let's get into my check-in. Uh, this week, guys. Your girl's not feeling it. I don't know what's going on. I'm not feeling it this week. Uh, you know, I know. I don't know if you noticed in the intro. I don't even feel like doing the. Look, look, look. I just don't have it in me. I don't have that energy uh, this week. Um, pro- procrastination is taking over. Procrastination is definitely taking over. I don't know if it's a procrastination or if it's a depression. Um, 
cycle that I'm in. It could be both. So, um, yeah, that's where, that's where your girl is at. Like, I just don't have the motivation to do a damn thing. Like it was almost hard for me to get up and record this podcast. And that's also the reason why it is going up late today. Cause I, I usually try to have it up by 7am on Wednesday. Yeah. Didn't happen. It's not happening. Cause I'm, I'm recording at 7:53 a.m. <laughs> so, um, yeah, procrastination um, is in in this um, depression spell. I guess is taking over. So, what I realize is that I've got to do an assessment. I've got to do an assessment about what the heck is going on and why I'm feeling this way. Um, one is I think um again you know I'm cyclic, so I think my cycle is getting ready to get up. I feel like I tell y'all my cycle is coming on all at like every week. It's almost like I'm always getting ready to get my period like uh every other week. It's the weirdest thing, but I think it is because I did some I did look at my calendar and see like on my birthday it, I'm supposed to be on my cycle. That's just the most annoying thing. But yeah, I think that is what's happening. Um and uh, I'm just a little overwhelmed with life. Um, I, I don't, the fear of the unknown kind of gets me sometimes y'all. So it's like, where's my next dollar going to come from? What is my career going to be? What am I doing? What, 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 what is the unknown? What is the unknown? So I think that is stressing me out. So, um, in turn, I also with the depression, I'm sorry, with the depression and the, and the procrastination, um, I'm noticing, um, I'm, I'm feeling the sensations of the depersonalization, um, a little bit. So it's just like the thoughts of the, um, I'm living in this body. What is this body? Who created this body? Like, what is this? Is this a dream? Like I definitely felt, uh, um, dreamlike feelings last night. Um, but I have progressed to the point where it does not panic me anymore. I just be like, this is it like this. I guess this is it. Or, you know, it's just a feeling and I just go on about thinking about something else and go to sleep or something like that. So, um, it hasn't, it hasn't panicked me and I wouldn't say that I'm having panic attacks. This is more so intrusive thoughts and, um, just a lack of motivation and feeling a little bit of depression. So what I did was I um, started to set some goals for myself this week, and I'm not going to go aggressive with setting the goals. And I believe that we shouldn't be aggressive with setting our goals um, because I think the more aggressive you go um, with goals, the more you set yourself up to fail. So I'm setting small goals like um, today I'm going to record this podcast and after that I'll wash my dishes because they've been only sitting there for seven fucking days. So I'm going to go do that, you know? So I just, um, and then I was like, and after I wash my dishes, then I'll just take a break. Maybe I'll feel good about those dishes being washed because I've been being costed by them by seven days. So I'll take a break and maybe drink some tea or something like that. Uh, Small goals. So I'm setting some small goals for myself. Um, I, I haven't been consistent with the gym. I want to try to work out tonight. I don't know if I'm pushing it though. I don't know if I'm being a little aggressive with that. I'm going to try though. Maybe at seven o'clock I can make my way to the gym. Um, seven o'clock this evening. So yeah, I'm setting small goals and doing that. Um, I think I also need to back away from Instagram a little bit. Um, because I found myself getting all engrossed in this Cardi B and Nicki Minaj thing last night. Like I, cause I, I didn't know that Cardi like basically produced a whole Ted talk on her Instagram. So I was like, you know what, let me go see what she's talking about. And I think that thing drained my life because I just was like, what are these women fighting about? Like I'm over here trying to figure out, I don't even want to open my con ed bill because I just don't want it to, uh, I don't want it to make me collapse on the floor when I see how much it is and how much I owe them because I've just been ignoring the bill. Like I don't have time for, um, people who are just so well off financially, um, arguing over the pettiest, dumbest 
things I've ever heard, I've ever seen in my life. Like the girl is number one, like Cardi B's like number one everywhere. Nikki's been number one for years. Like what the fuck is the problem? So, uh, you know, those things, um, uh, kind of stressed me out. So I think I got a, uh, pull away from the Instagram and the social media a little bit, um, to regain some focus and regroup. So that's also one of the goals, um, for me this week. So, um, guys keep me in your prayers. If you don't pray, whatever you do, meditate for me. I don't know, do whatever it is that you do, you know, to send me some energy, um, so that I can finish out this week strong, um, and get up off my procrastinating ass, please. All right. So in today's tales from the anxiety zone, I have, a, a a guest today that I found on YouTube and she had this video and it was called how to give zero fucks and also how to deal with assholes. And I really, really, um, enjoyed her video. So I reached out to this young woman because then in research of her, I realized she has a book. Um, she's an author and a columnist and she has a book out called confessions of an ex hot mess. And she had me at hot mess because, you know, you know, your girl be out here being a hot mess all the time. So I was just like, oh my gosh, she's my spiritual uh, friend in my head. We're kindred spirits. Oh my gosh, I got to reach out to her. And I just, you know, shot one in the air and was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to her. If she responds, she responds. If not, oh well. And this lovely, lovely lady did respond back to me. And I'm so happy she did because we were able to have a great, great conversation. Her name is LK Elliott and she's an author, a columnist. She's a spiritual badass and she's a hot mess activist. So that means she's out there uh, being an activist for people like me, who's a hot mess. So if you feel like sometimes you a hot mess out there, she's out there doing, um, she's an activist for you. Okay. She is advocating out there for you. She is helping you. Um, so she's from Canada. Um, I don't, let me see. I wonder if it's, I don't know what it's called. Cause you know, Canada, I just be assuming that it's just Canada. Like ain't no cities. Like you don't got no cities. Y'all just in Canada, but it's not that. I don't know. I don't remember where she said from, but she's going to mention it. Um, but she's from Canada. Um, she has, um, suffered with depression and anxiety. Um, and uh, much like me has had to deal with, um, emotional, physical abuse traumas, um, uh, in the past. And she's had to deal with processing that and learning how to, um, learning how to cope and learning how to deal with depression and anxiety because it is an onward upward battle to recovery. And you're, you know, you're always going to be, um, you're always going to be in recovery mode when it comes to anxiety and depression. So LK and I talk about, um, letting go. And I know I had an episode before, I think it was like my second episode about letting go. And that was more so like, um, me giving steps on how to let shit go. Um, but LK and I really delve into, um, letting shit go, like the steps and what's needed from you emotionally to let go and how it's, and also we, we kind of focus on people, um, but this is also guys, like if you've got to let go of a job, if you've got to let go of a friend, um, if you've got to let go of emotions that you might have within you, um, you can use these tools that we talk about today, um, to learn how to let go any shit that you feel like you have to let go that is limiting you. Any thoughts that you feel like you got to let go that's, that's limiting you. Um, I think you should listen to this interview um, and let me know if you take away some gems that that have helped, that will help you. And also, if you have some other tips on how to let shit go, because um, listen, I, I'm I'm willing to take whatever you got, whatever you guys want to tell me, I'm willing to take it. So I am definitely on um, a, um I'm on a journey to letting a whole lot of stuff go. Um, so. Uh, again, it's LK Elliott from Canada. She's a beautiful woman, um, and a beautiful, uh, soul. 
and Spirit and it's a great interview, so let's just get into it, y'all. Toya D, who was living a life of complete and utter trash, y'all, spending money frivolously on clothes, food, and bottles of wine that could be finished in one setting alone, ghosting Sally Mae and never paying a bill, y'all, going back and forth in relationships that were called situationships, a what? Going from one dead-end job to another, struggling with racial and social anxieties in the workplace, nature finally took its course. On March 1st, Toya D woke up in an apparent dream world to which she calls the urban matrix and was left to figure out the true meaning of life and human existence. Join the journey on the quest to live fabulously, shamelessly, bold, and fearless and confident with mental health in the anxiety zone. We got her. Good. So how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I, listen, I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So besides the sweating. <laughs> I'm like sweating. I finally could sit down. I was just like, I went through so much work to get this girl. Yeah. <laughs> all oh, sudden, like, it's all work. good. Things. Life so happens. I'm down. I'm bringing down all my levels right now. I'm doing all right. Um, Take your time, girl. You know what? Life, life happens all the time. So if anyone should be able to understand that it should be me theoretically, (laughs) I shouldn't be too much of a diva. (laughs) Like I'm just, you know, I'm like, it's a rainy Saturday afternoon here and um, just hanging in there. So I'm, and where, where are you? We're in the Bronx. I'm in the Bronx. Oh, okay. Okay. Bronx girl all day, every day. I'm Cardi before Cardi was Cardi. (gasps) <gasps> oh, damn. Okay. Well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Yeah. So I'm typical, typical Bronx girl, um, born and raised. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, and you're out in, Can- in Canada. I'm in Canada. Yeah. Right now I am in Edmonton. So that's in Alberta. So mm-hmm. we're kind of prairie. So w- probably the furthest thing from the Bronx is probably where I am. <laughs> Yeah, we got farmers here. So, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's you know that's nice too. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Little farm slay. <laughs> um. So thank you so much for agreeing to come on to my podcast, my little little podcast. Because I'm not the I'm not big yet. So I really not appreciate. <laughs> I really appreciate you um, coming on to the Antelope Girl podcast. Um, I found you on YouTube, and I found the zero fucks. Um, mm-hmm. YouTube video, and I was like, I love her. Like, she, she's my friend in my head, and I love her already. So, um, that's what made me reach out to you. Um, because uh, this past year has been an eye opening experience for me as far as anxiety and PTSD. Yeah. Um, and I'm just coming out of suffering from depersonalization. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No. Um, and it's just, it's pretty much a form of disassociation and you feel, it's like, um, you feel like you're in this dream. It's just very weird. You, you just, it's, it's very, it's almost like you're watching your life from, and oh. it's like a glass pane in front of you and it's just a weird sensation. So it's one, it's a symptom of anxiety and it's something I went through and, um, yeah, so that's what brought me to the anxiety journey. Um, is and learning how to recover and learning how to cope and all that stuff. So that's what brought me to Analog Girl and creating this. Um, and that's what brought me to finding you. So Yay. thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So do you want to just hop in and just give us, a, give us a little history of who you are? How did you become um, the author and the wonderful person that you are now in overcoming your anxieties and fears? Yeah, for sure. So I suppose maybe first disclaimer is this is my first interview I've done this year. Okay. Because for people who are following me very closely, I'm freshly divorced. So Mm -hmm. I actually took a little time for myself this year. And uh, so you're getting like my exclusive, my Uh, first. uh, I feel so honored. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't know. You know what? So I think that a lot of times it's really easy, especially through social media and things like that. It's really easy to assume that some people just have their lives together, right? Because through social media, we're looking through such a small lens of somebody's life. It's very filtered and, and calculated. And I think that a lot of people think, well, I'm a self-help author and I have it figured out all the time. And that's couldn't be more further from the truth. Really, realistically, I feel that people that 
study psychology as much as I love to do, we're the most messed up because we watch, we are constantly internalizing and thinking about things so much more. But um, yeah, so how I got here was um, a similar journey to a lot of people. I, you know, I, I suffered uh, with ADHD, anxiety, depression, and I just couldn't really get a grip on my life. And I just started reading mountains and mountains of self-help books. I found a lot of them didn't really relate to me because I was a hot mess and, and I like to say swear words. And I just kind of was like a little bit more raw. And so what happened was I collected the tools that I needed to get myself out of that depression and to kind of get my life back on track. And then I shared those 10 steps to beat stress and feel your best in my book, Confessions of an Ex-Hot Mess. And that's what brings me here with you okay and which yeah. i love the book so i just wanted to get into that yeah um and well one i guess i should say sorry about the divorce but then i'm also not sorry because you mm -hmm. seem to be <laughs> mm -hmm. anyone who's been divorced they say congratulations i, I had though because i was getting ready to say on the yeah side you're glowing yeah. and congratulations oh thank you girl thank um, you i am also a, i'm a, also a divorce i'm a part of the divorce party Okay. Um, yeah. So I completely understand. Congratulations. Um, yeah. And I completely understand the transition, which I guess that also um, falls into line of what I wanted to talk to you about was the mm -hmm. art of letting go. And how do you just, how do you let go? This is um, my year of letting shit go. And I'm so life. excited to talk to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, the reason why I wanted to talk to you about letting go is because I, with, with, the whole anxiety uh, experience that I've had, I've, I used to think that it was very easy for me to let things go. Like I used to be like, oh, that shit don't bother me. Oh, that doesn't bother me. And once the anxiety became so severe, I realized, no, I've held on to every last thing. I thought I was letting things go. I thought I was like forgiving people. I thought that I was doing, I thought I was doing all right. Until yeah. I think all the shit hit the fan and I realized, no, you didn't let nothing go. You really need to go back and learn what it means to let go and the things that you need to do to let go and things you maybe need to stop yeah. to let go. So, um, yeah, I wanted to get into that because I feel like you kind of, you hit it on the nail yeah. um, or on the head. You hit it, you hit it on the head well, anyway. as, to what, <laughs> <laughs> as to what is needed in order to let go of anything. It could be a person, place, or thing. Yeah, for sure. So I think that letting go, it's a really tough topic because I think that everyone gets their own interpretation of that. So something that I sort of resonate with is, you know, it's, it's just establishing what's serving you and what's not serving you. And that's the thing. And that can change and that can grow and that can evolve with us. But in terms of just letting things go, like we can't just let everything go, right? Like as, as simple and, and lovely as that sounds, there's, there's reasons why things are kind of haunting us. And I think a lot of times we dismiss things and we think that's letting go, but all we've done is actually repress those situations. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it gets complicated because we're really, really good at repressing things until we're not so good at repressing things. And then they're all out, shit hits the fan and we're a total mess. Mm -hmm. So something that I try to practice as much as I can. And again, I'm not perfect. No one is perfect. And yet we're perfectly imperfect at the same time. Mm -hmm. What I try to practice is staying open to things. So it's not like I talk about not giving a fuck and that's really great, but there's some things that we just give a fuck about no matter how much we wished we didn't. And so what I try to do is I try to just stay open to things because I, I like to identify what's serving me, what's not serving me. And the things that truly aren't serving me, I need to let them go in a way that creates space for something else. So it's not a matter of just letting something go. You're letting something go with the anticipation that that is creating space for something way more glorious that I know is going to come to me. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a matter of identifying and being really, really honest with ourselves about our experience because the thing I think that stops us from letting go of things is emotional ties. A lot of times we feel like we are entitled to feel this way. So-and-so screwed me over and I'm never going to forgive them. Well, the problem with that is when we don't forgive, especially when we don't forgive assholes, <laughs> then like all we're doing is we're tying ourselves to that drama. We're tying ourselves to that person. And we don't understand that 
forgiveness is a, the most radical act of self-love we can ever make for ourselves because we are truly, when we forgive someone, now we can let it go. Mm-hmm. Now we're, we're no longer bound to those shackles of that drama and that stress and we can truly let things go. But we need to understand that we always have that choice. And even though we have a million and one reasons why we might not want to, it's always an option. And I think that when we can recognize that, that's when we pick up that superpower. When we realize that we can let something go, even though it's really uncomfortable to do that, but we know that it's going to serve us. It's going to help us. It's going to create that space for something truly fucking magnificent to walk in. Because if, if we don't have open space, then how is something else ever going to get in? Yeah, true. True. Um, and I, I definitely agree with that. What I have questions, but my mind just went someplace else when you were saying that. So I think I'm going to go off track a little bit. Um, when you say all of that and, 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 and being open to accepting new, new beginnings um, once, as you're letting go, um, I think what happens with me and I think what happens with a lot of the listeners and people that I know with, that listen, um, we get in a place where we're like, okay, yeah, we're letting go. So I'm like, yeah, I'm in the letting go process right now and I'm releasing. But then something happens where it's like, if it's a person or if it's a, it's a, if it's a job, it's like this overcoming fear uh, that comes over me. And I'm like, I, okay, I've let go, but now I'm lonely. Oh God, like, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? And it just throws me back into the pit. So it's like, I keep, I hit that roadblock all the time. And I think that's what a lot of us hit that roadblock. So what do you suggest when you get to that tipping point where you just, you're almost there and then it just hits you, that fear just overcomes all over again. Absolutely. And it's so relevant. Like this year, I've been scared shitless all this year. Like (laughs) it has not been easy for me. I have not had a a particularly enjoyable, easy, convenient year. Mm -hmm. And I suffer with the exact same things. Like leaving my husband who I've been with for seven years, who was currently my best friend. Like he was, we did everything together and it was really tough too, because you know, it's not like he wasn't beating me. It wasn't an easy out. It wasn't like easy to make that decision. And so all that fear, all those questions, those, those are always going to come up. But I think we've kind of bastardized fear. We've made fear this enemy of us. And again, with staying open, what if fear is there to protect us? What if it's saying, okay, okay, you want to leave, but I'm scared about this, this, and this. It's a call to action. It's a call for planning. Mm -hmm. Because when we don't have a plan, there's a lot of unknowns and those are really spooky. Mm -hmm. And I think that when we can really kind of, rather than running from fear, try to understand it. Why am I so afraid? Like there's an exercise in my book where you actually dive into the fear rather than running away from it. Because if you run away from fear, it's always going to own you. You're always going to be its slave. And when you can turn it around and say, okay, this scares me. What's the worst case scenario? Okay. And then you come up with something that's absolutely horrific and you're like, okay, then what? Then what would happen? If the absolute worst case scenario happened, then what would happen? And you just pick it apart. And eventually it's not as scary as we think it is. When we really truly get down to the core of it, it just is what it is. And, and when we can just have like the tiniest bit of faith in ourselves because we honestly, so often we don't think we can handle things and that's what's scary. I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. Well, take a look at your history. You've literally survived 100% of all the bullshit, all the drama, all the hard things that we've had to do. We've survived all of them. Yeah. And it's like, if we just took a look at what we've already accomplished, we would have that faith to know that yeah, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. There's a lot of things that are really scary. I might be alone. This might not work out. Maybe I'm going to make a mistake. But like when you can just have that faith in yourself, even if it's completely fabricated just for that moment, fake it till you make it. Take a look at your life. Take a look at yourself and understand that you're totally capable of dealing with really tough shit, no matter how scary it is. And then it's just identifying, is this serving me or is this not serving me? Yeah, this could be really scary, but to me, there's absolutely nothing more scary than being on my deathbed and looking back at my life and thinking that I settled because I was too afraid to take a chance on myself. Yeah. I can't live with that. Yeah. And I think that's, and I I think that that makes a lot of sense too as well. Um, 
and resonates with me. I just need to just jump out there and just. Yeah, it's never going to be not scary. It's always going to be scary and fear will always be there. But fear doesn't mean we can't do it. It just right. means it's scary. It's like, you know what I mean? Like it's, and that's kind of the thing, like faith and fear. And when I say faith, I just mean like a belief in ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like I believe that faith and fear are both just total figments of our imagination. Mm -hmm. Faith is the image in our head of how glorious something could be. And fear is simply just the image in our head of how horrible something can be. It's just imagination. Yeah. So it's like, what do you want to believe? Or would you want to meet somewhere in the middle at reality? <laughs> It's like, and it's easier to have the faith because it makes you feel better. Yeah, but it's also harder because so much of our lives, we've, we've done the fear thing. And it's like, our brains are not wired to be happy and comfortable. They're wired for survival. Mm -hmm. And the only way that we survived this long, the only way that we made it to the top of the food chain to survive, we had to scan our environment for danger. Yeah. So our brain is constantly wired looking for things that are wrong, looking for things that are off, that are scary, that are dangerous to us. Mm -hmm. And so it's like fear is always going to be there, but it's just like literally the simplest thing is just knowing that you have a choice. You don't have to believe the fear. And if I'm at the edge of a cliff, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to factor this in. Yeah, this is scary. I'm going to take a few steps back. But like me being afraid of a house spider the size of a dime that's ridiculous. Oh I know it's not poisonous, but you know what I mean? Like it just shows you though. It's just, it's, it's in your head. And so fear is always going to be there. And we all always, it, I mean, it's not like we couldn't just take a chance and then we can listen to fear the next time if we want to, but like, why not just try? Yeah. Just try it. Um, so what, what do you think about, um, once you, overcome the fear or you know you're coping with it or just pushing through you're just not even yeah. paying any attention um and you do decide to let go do you think that it is important to have um closure when it comes to letting people go um and if you can't get the closure um what do you suggest what do you suggest for what do you think people yeah i i think that Everything has meaning to everyone. So if closure is something important to you, my best suggestion would be try and internalize it the best way you can because we can't rely on other people to make us happy. And like a lot of times that closure, you're never going to get the closure that you desire. You, do you know what I mean? It's our fantasy. That closure is our fantasy. And so the first thing I would try is like, how can I make this closure myself? Because I mean, I have written letters to people um, telling them that, you know, I forgive them and, and all these things and, and how I feel and they never get sent. But that's one way that I can give myself closure is put everything out there just and just get it out, even if they never even know what happened. But it's like, for me, I had this thing where I, I made a list of all the things I was fearful of and, and I had this old dream board that was like really superficial and it was all about like having a six pack abs and, and all these things. And I literally made a bonfire. I had a, a fire pit in my backyard and I took all these letters and all, I wrote down everything that scares me and I burned the shit. And to me, that was so therapeutic because it was like, no, this, this ends right now. And I burned it and watching it burn. That was it. Like, I mean, I think that we can, we can do a lot of really amazing things ourselves. And I think a lot of times we think that we need something for closure or for something to be healed, but some people aren't going to feel sorry for what they've done. People, yeah. you know, we can't expect that someone else is going, the second you expect something, you're setting yourself up for disappointment, right? Because disappointment is literally just the result of your expectations not being met. Mm -hmm. And so the more emphasis that we put on other people for our healing, we've kind of disempowered ourselves. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of ways to heal and to process things on your end, because really the only reason that we're affected is on our end. No one can hurt us. Someone could come up to me and tell me that I'm the worst person they've ever met. My book sucks and they wish I was never born. And the only way that could hurt me is if I let it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, a sink or yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like a ship doesn't sink because it's surrounded by water and the water could be a metaphor for bullshit. It sinks because there's a hole that lets that water in. 
Yeah. And that's us. That's our experience. And I mean, it's way easier said than done. I get down. I get hurt. My feelings do get hurt sometimes. Um, we're feeling beings. We, we process a lot of emotions. But again, just like it's the same thing. I'm like a broken record, but it's just recognizing that you have a choice. Yeah. Someone could say something to you. Someone could have hurt you back then. And you could just make the choice to let it go. Not for any other reason than you desire freedom from that situation. And you can grant that completely yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I have a personal experience with that because I haven't spoken to my father in three, might be going on four years at this point. Um, we see each other um, and we've seen each other maybe two or three times out of these four years. Um, and we just, it's very, it's so ridiculous. We don't speak. We had yeah. a very, the, the breakup for us was, uh, traumatic. Mm-hmm. And through therapy, I was thinking like my therapist kept saying, you know, you need to go and sit down and have closure. You got to go tell him you need to give back that pain that he gave to you. I, uh, I kind of disagreed on that a little bit, but mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to, you know, I'm, that's why I'm bringing up the question. Like, do you think it's important? to get closure. Cause I feel like a lot of us, we, uh, we're like, we've got to get closure. And the only way you're going to be able to get through or get past the situation is if you go and you tell this person or you're, you know, you're getting this full on closure with this person. And it's just like, I, I don't see the importance in it. So I'm just want, you know, I'm just wondering if there is, if there's any importance in getting closure at all, uh, or is this just really, uh, this is just really a you thing or a me thing when it comes to letting go, like you don't need the other party or whatever to. Yeah. I th- see. And I think if you could get that closure, that's great. Mm-hmm. But I think that a lot of times we want someone to, to admit to us that they're wrong or something and they might not feel they're wrong. Maybe they felt they were wronged and they're waiting for you. So it's, yeah. I think for myself, I try very hard to find peace within myself because I can't rely on other people to make me happy. That's something that only I can do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you look at some people, I mean, what if that person's died and you, so then you never get closure. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's one of the things I'm thinking, like, you know, I, I kind of wish in a way, I wish my therapist didn't say that because if he does pass away, God forbid, and we don't like, I, I don't want that to haunt me. Like, Oh, I didn't, no. you know, I and didn't say thing. And you have a choice. Mm-hmm. It can haunt you or it cannot haunt you. And yeah. it's the same thing. I, I had issues with my dad as well. And, and I think I spent probably a year, year and a half not talking to him. And thankfully now we have a really great relationship, better than we've ever had, but that never would have happened without me internalizing a lot of things and identifying that one of the issues I had with my dad was I had these expectations that you know, okay, well, I didn't feel like he did the best job when I was a child. So I was looking for him to overcompensate and essentially be perfect as an adult. And that's not safe or healthy or possible for anybody. And so when I was able to identify what the root of the problem was, identify that I can't change other people. I can change myself. I can't change other people. And so then I said, well, how could I make this relationship work if it's important to me? And I was able to change my expectations completely, let go of what I thought I needed. And in that space, our relationship was able to bloom. But mm-hmm. I, I will never get that ideal thing that I thought I needed, but I made the choice to change my side of it. And from there, my dad did try his very hardest to kind of meet that to his capability. And that's the thing though, is we can't change other people. We can only change ourselves. And so if something's really important and you don't want to be haunted by it, you can change it on your end. Yeah. And when you say let go of what you thought you needed, um, do you now, so now it's like, once I let go of what I thought I needed, am I now building space for what I think this, what I think this person is capable of giving me or just not even giving this person any kind of not even putting any kind of responsibility on it, on that person. That's exactly it. That's exactly what I did. I literally just, I asked myself, okay, do I want a relationship with my dad? Yeah, I really would. And then what I did was rather than having expectations of what I thought an ideal dad had to be, I stripped that all down. And I said, who is my dad at his core? What could he provide? And then I said, well, maybe I would give him a smaller role at first, a little more distance, a smaller thing. Cause I mean, when you think a dad, when we grew up, we, our dads were perfect. You know what I mean? Like you just had this completely outrageous view of who that person needed to be. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I gave him a little space in my life 
And I, I gave him the freedom to do the best that he could do. And I just chose to accept whatever that was. And when I was able to remove those conditions that I had placed on him, it's so cool now to watch that because there was a little bit of figuring each other out. And like I said, it started with like emails back and forth and then text messages back and forth. And then I called them on the phone and then we had a person to person visit. And now it's so, it's so easy when you don't have a preference for how someone needs to be. Yeah. And how, what a gift to give somebody that freedom to just do the best that they can. And I'm just going to love you unconditionally. You fucked up back there, but I forgive you. I love you. I want you in my life just because I do. And so I'm going to give you an opportunity. And I mean, worst case, they screw it up again. And yeah. then you know for sure. Like one of my favorite Instagram posts is I never do the same thing twice. Mm-hmm. I do that shit five or six times just to make sure I got it right. <laughs> so it's like, I'm going to make that mistake again and again. But when I thought of the pros and the cons, I wanted my dad in my life. So how could I make that work? Yeah. And it was just that. But it's just removing conditions. And that goes literally for any part of our lives. If we're unhappy, that means there's some condition in our life that is not being met. And that's where that dissatisfaction comes from. When you can identify what those conditions are, are they really something that we need? Or is it something that we've been telling ourselves we need for so long we believe it? Because when we don't have a preference for anything in life, like if I could just wipe my brain clean and not have a single preference about anything, I would be the happiest human being on this planet. Because even if my car exploded, I'd be like, oh, okay. That'd be it. Yeah. It'd be so easy. Yeah. It's like, whatever. I'll just get another one. It's fine. Exactly. You know (laughs) what I mean? Or I'll walk to work. I'll get a bike. Like whatever it is. And that's the thing is... Like I do, I, like I've literally already said I sound like a broken record once this interview, but like we always have a choice and that's that right there. If that's one thing that we could learn that could change our lives forever, it's that's it. We always have a choice. Even if we've already chose to react one way, we can choose again. And literally every single second that we are alive, every second we have a pulse, every moment that we are alive is an opportunity to choose again. And that's the magic of life is I could be going down a dark, horrible path. I could be like any, nothing could be going in my way. Like I could be a complete mess. And it's like in this instant, I could choose to turn it all around. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? That's life. Yeah. But you need to be able, you need to be brave enough to think positively when you're feeling negatively. Yeah. And that's the, that's the tough thing. But just recognizing that there's a choice. That's where the power is held. Yeah. Um, and when just piggybacking off of you saying um, to think positive when, you, when you're um, feeling negative, um, how, do you, how do you deal with intrusive thoughts in those times? Because, you know, it's almost like a muscle. It's like you have to keep practicing at this whole uh, changing your thought process thing. And it's Absolutely. extremely hard. So do you have any, any pointers on dealing with intrusive thoughts when it comes of course. to this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for, I would say the first piece of advice about intrusive thoughts is expect that they're going to be there the rest of your life. They're not going anywhere. They're always going to be there. So that's the thing. A lot of times we think that if we can achieve some enlightened state that we're not going to have those thoughts, mm-hmm. they're always going to be there. And it's just a matter of choosing, being deliberate and I mean, I get crazy thoughts all day long. And thankfully, a lot of times I can catch them and be like, whoa, 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 that was totally crazy. And then you take a step back. You take a step back and you ask some questions and you figure it out. And then you think, okay, now that I've reviewed everything, how do I want to proceed? Do I want to flip this table or do I want to tell my my friend that they hurt my feelings instead. Cause that's the truth of the matter. Being vulnerable takes a lot of bravery and it's really scary all the time to be vulnerable. But when you could just be honest with yourself and slow down your reactions a little bit, because we get these crazy thoughts and then we boom, we go down the rabbit hole and it's jumping. Cause I'm cursing somebody out ASAP. Yeah. Like, wait, what, what? <laughs> you yeah, know? for like, sure. But, and that's what happens. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. And it's just one of those things that you just need to practice. And it is very much like a muscle. I really like that analogy mm-hmm. because it's something that at first is going to feel very unnatural, very difficult, very backwards to the way that you've been doing things, which is just living 
reactively. Something happens and boom, it's happening to me and I'm off. I'm going to do something. I'm going to react this way. But when we can practice that questioning our thoughts and watching our thoughts, because we don't watch our thoughts. We have a thought and we take it as a truth and then we're gone. Yeah, and we're gone and we're on to the next one and the next and one. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. It's bad news. Yeah. And that, that's where we say things we regret, do things we regret. But when we can learn to really slow things down and watch our thoughts and actually ask the question, like, is that even remotely realistic or am I just like grabbing something out of left field? Because mm. so often something will happen and it triggers a part of us that has nothing to do with the situation. It's something that happened 10 years ago. Yeah. Our mom said something to us uh, 10 years ago and, and this situation that has nothing to do with that just triggered us. So it's just being able to watch our thoughts and practice. And like, I have this thing um, that I, it's like my favorite thing I've ever thought of. It's called the <laughs> spiritual squat. Mm-hmm. And basically every single time life knocks us out on our ass and we get back up, it's a spiritual squat and we get stronger, wiser, and better for it. And it's the same principle, right? It's like when you're, when you're in the gym, you're tearing your muscles down to build up stronger. And it's just that repetitive motion and it's doing things that like life gives us a lot of resistance. It gives us a lot of opportunities to work those muscles that are weak. And if we find that we're, we're doing the same routine, that just means the muscles aren't strong enough yet. We just need to put a little bit more focus, a little more energy into it. And that's where that acceptance for the bullshit comes in. Because if I can recognize like this year, I'm getting a divorce. That's a big old squat. But I know that when life knocks me down on my ass and I get back up, it's just like a squat. I'm getting stronger for that. It is uncomfortable. It burns. It hurts. You don't want to do it, but you do it. And now I'm stronger for it. And so I love those squats. I love those challenges. I don't always love them in the moment, but it's easy in hindsight to look back and be like, wow, I learned a lot this year. This year was really tough, but I learned a lot and I know I'm better for it. Yeah. And it sounds, you're like, I'm just sitting here like, oh, Girl, yes, yes, preach. Yes, preach. But you know what I mean? And but this is the thing. I don't practice this all the time. I get crazy sometimes. Off my fucking rocker crazy. (laughs) And like I'm not perfect, but I know what I need to do. And so my goal is never to be perfect. That's an unattainable goal. We are humans, we make mistakes. God bless us for that. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But my personal goal is how quick can I recognize I have a choice and that I can choose differently? So I can go down that rabbit hole. How fast can I get out of it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and th- you saying that it's like, I've been, I've been developing a whole um, series once my website launches on how to get out, out of that pit. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons why I did, I, and one of the reasons why I created analog girls, because you know, there's so many podcasts out there and with therapists and, uh, they're they're like all these practitioners and life coaches and stuff and it's like that's great but I don't have money to pay to become anybody's life coach but I do have life experience and I think that some a lot of the time some of the life coaches out here are presenting this perfect life and like they just got it all together and they just never fuck up and like that was starting to piss me off and it's just Mm -hmm. like I think people need to hear that yeah okay three days out of these seven I'm fu- I'm going crazy. Like my mm-hmm. mind is going crazy. I might look fine, but like I'm tripping the fuck out right now. Like mm-hmm. I'm bugging out. So I just like that's another reason why I was like drawn to you because I know I was like I just sensed like okay yeah she's she's real like she's just saying like yeah I'm I'm having a fucked up day today but this is what's gonna happen now moving forward you know exactly. and I just feel like that is of what a lot of people need to hear and need to be it needs to be relatable like and you know. We are all going through this and it's never, and I just love what you said about, it's like when I first started meditating, it was like, I was meditating and I felt great. And I was like, okay, so I'm not, I'm not going to be thinking this stuff anymore. Like, oh my God, anxiety gone. And five seconds later, girl, (laughs) (laughs) whoa, what about this? What about this? I was like, yo, okay. So this is a process, you know, um, and it so, always will be a process. It's yeah. never like, we, we always think we want it to be over, but like, do we really want like life over? Because life would be so truly boring and stale if we had everything figured out and we had nothing left to learn. We'd just be sitting around waiting to die. There'd be yeah. nothing to learn, nothing to grow, not, like nowhere to evolve. And so it's like, 
I used to get so frustrated because I'm like, well, I've done this much work and I should have this figured out. But it's like each lesson's a gift and it just teaches us a little bit more and a little bit more. And it's like, you get to know yourself a little bit more and then you do a little bit better. Like someone does something that might you like that used to trigger you and then you can deal with it better. And it's like that little bit of growth game is really exciting, mm -hmm. but it's never going to be, no one is ever going to be perfect and deal with things perfectly. Like not even like I bet Buddha probably flipped the table in his day. You know what I mean? Like everyone has their moments. And I think that the thing that scares me is, People have this idea that they have to be spiritual all the time. And, and I, have, I have this post that I love to share, and it says, um, I mostly peace, love, and light with a little go fuck yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's, but you know what I mean? It's like, I don't ever want to walk around repressing my true emotions because I feel like I need to be positive all the time. Because you know what? Sometimes I don't feel positive. Sometimes I feel down. And when we, hold back that truth. And we are fearful to talk about our mental health. I think that's where you get problems. And I think that there's nothing more brave, courageous, amazing than being honest with someone and telling them that you're struggling because it's okay to not be okay all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that is really tough on social media because people don't want to admit that they're struggling. They think that people won't think that they're amazing anymore or, you know, like why would someone want to read my book because obviously I don't have it all figured out or whatever, but I think that people don't need you to be perfect. They need you to be real. And that gives them permission to be real. And I think that the more people that are being honest and real about their emotions and the real experiences, I think that's what the world needs right now. It's yeah. just the people getting honest about it because it's okay to struggle. Yeah. And I've just had so many people reach out and be like, you know, you gave a name to what I was going through because you know, some people, a lot of people don't, haven't heard of depersonalization. And for some yeah. reason, it is just, it's more people in the UK that, that are, that are going through it and being vocal about it than like in, in the US, to be quite honest. And it's so yeah. weird why it's like that. But there's a strong community of people who are talking about it, what's going on. But I guess people here, like I had a best friend who was going through it and I started being vocal about it because I was like, I feel like I'm in a matrix and I don't know what's going on. And my friend was like, that's so crazy because I went through that last year and it just recently lifted. And I'm like, you didn't tell anybody? And she's like, I didn't want to say anything because I thought y'all would think I was crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm telling everybody because this is crazy. I don't know what's going on. So it, it, that, it, you, people just really need to hear other people's stories to be able to get through this shit. Like, it's just, Absolutely. I think that's just the only way. So, and speaking of, you were talking about processes. Um, and I love how you say processes. Is that a Canada thing? Like processes? How do you say it? Oh, maybe. Maybe I'm just so fancy. <laughs> I always get excited when someone thinks I have an accent. Yeah, so, it yeah. is. It's like this cute, like it's like process. I don't know how you said it, but I was like, well, that's cute. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, so life processes. Do you, do you have like three, maybe two to three things that, um, of, I guess a process that, um, people would have to do in order to let go. And like, if you wouldn't do this, you absolutely can't let go. Yeah, for sure. I think that the first thing is literally just recognizing you have a choice that you can let go. Cause a lot of people I'll say, well, just forgive the person. Oh, I can't do that. I will never forgive them, but you can, you really can. And you can do it that fast if you chose to like, it's, it doesn't need to be a big thing. You could just let it go. It's just like holding something in your hand. How do you let it go? You just, Tell your brain, let that go. And you just let it go. That's mm -hmm. it. Step one, identify you can. Mm -hmm. And maybe talk yourself down if you say you can't. Mm -hmm. Identify. And you uh, must, so you're saying, and you must be able to, you must, must, must forgive. In order. I mean, you don't, this is the thing. I never tell people what they need to do. I think that everyone has their own path. For me, it's been the greatest thing I've ever done for myself is forgive mm -hmm. people because I used to wear my resentment like a badge of honor and I'd be like, mm -mm, I can hold a grudge for the end of time. But mm -hmm. like really me resenting someone else doesn't hurt that person. It only takes away my well-being. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I, I might be doing it out of spite, but I'm only punishing myself. Mm -hmm. um, I think Buddha said it was like resentment's like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. It's not, it's not going to help you. So it's just recognizing that you, you can let go. And then in order to let go for me, I a lot of times will make like a pros and cons list because even though we know we can, there's a lot of reasons why we don't want to. 
And I think that a lot of times being honest, because being honest is really hard with ourselves too, because I find we make things better or make it worse. So it's like when it comes to like, I gained some weight or something and it's like, oh no, no, I didn't. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. And we're not identifying it. Or it's like, oh my God, I'm a whale. I've gained a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the two, like we're always on extremes, it seems. Mm-hmm. So just getting honest with yourself. And for me, I just write things down. Like what, what am I really going through? What do I need to do? And really come up with a plan or convincing yourself to do it. And then the third thing is just do the damn thing. Just mm-hmm. do it. Like, I think that Obviously, like being in a relationship, it depends on what you're thinking, right? So like me letting go of a relationship that was really important to me, I recognize that I had a choice. I recognize that I had that choice. I could let that go if I wanted to. And then I had to plan like hell. I had to really think that decision through because I don't think that something that's important to you, I don't think you should just let it go. Mm. I think you need to think it through. You need to really make sure that that is going to be the best thing for you because a lot of times like in relationships we think oh well i'm gonna leave this person and my life is gonna be amazing that ain't true instant (laughs) gratification that doesn't exist unless you're like shopping for something it don't exist and it's like when i left my husband i'm talking nine ten months of serious hard times of reevaluating my life uh, having to re-identify who I am. I haven't been doing interviews. I haven't been writing blogs. It's been time spent on myself to get myself to a point where I can survive and feel good because it's like there's repercussions. Like there are always consequences for every action. And we think that the grass is going to be greener, but it's like, it's never that easy in most cases. And so it's like, you think really hard about that decision and you plan and you you address your fears, you come up with plans for those fears if you need to. And then when you've done the work and you've prepared to the point where you feel confident enough, not confident in the decision because you're never going to know if it's the right decision, but at least enough that you can manage that fear enough to do it, then you just do it. You're never going to know. And that's the thing. I've had a hard year. There's been a lot of emotions, a lot of things I've been dealing with. God help me in this dating scene, how terrifying that is. Even if you find the perfect person, it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. And it's like dealing with those kinds of things. Like it's, it's hard, but I can say this. I have not regretted letting that relationship go once. And I think that that's the thing. Like I've gone, it's been difficult, but I've embraced every single minute of it. Even the stuff that was so goddamn uncomfortable, you just embrace it and you say, thank you because you are teaching me something about myself. And I, I was crawling out of my skin. I've been so uncomfortable with being alone and having to deal with all these things. And when I had a hard day, I didn't have someone to give me a hug to make me feel better. I had to learn how to self soothe. Like there was a lot of things I had to figure out this year, but like, it was great. It was the best hard time of my life because I know enough now to know that it all serves me. And it's like when you polish up a diamond, like that's not an easy job. You really need to get in there. You got to buff it out. And it's like, it's like we're, we just, we need that sometimes we need like a little bit of sandpaper on our skin to kind of buff us up a little bit. And it doesn't feel good in the time, but you just know that you've done it. And there's literally for me to make that call. I recognize I had a choice. I prepared like hell. I made the choice and then I accepted my consequences. I accepted it. And I just knew that I took a chance on myself and I knew I was never going to regret that. I bet on myself. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's ever going to be like, you know what? I regret taking a chance on myself. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And I knew that I didn't know how I was going to figure it out, how it was going to feel, how it was going to look a year from now, but I knew that I could figure it out. I knew I could do tough shit when I need to. Yeah, that's amazing. So what are, so what, once we've done all of that, um, well, I shouldn't say once we, when did you realize like, okay, I mastered this or, okay, I, I think I got a handle on, on this and I'm, I feel like. I've, I've made the transition 
Yeah. I'm not even remotely joking with you. I started feeling my, like my old self the beginning of October mm-hmm. and I left my husband at the beginning of February. So we're talking nine months, like about the time it would take to conceive a baby, yeah. to make a baby. I had to like incubate myself. Mm-hmm. And at first it was just fight or flight. It was complete fight or flight. And it's so weird because like this time last year I was with my husband. Um, I was in a different town, a different home. I had a different job. Um, literally everything about my life was different and I'm not big on change. I don't like the way it feels. It's terrifying. It's uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but like literally every single aspect of my life currently as it stands right now, besides I have my cat, that's the only thing that's the same. I got myself and I have my cat. Mm -hmm. Everything else is different. And it was the beginning of October that I was like, okay, fight or flight's over. I'm settled. And I don't know if it had to do with like my location change because that was really helpful for me was like literally starting all over again and like starting fresh and having that physical change. But like it still took me probably a month or so after that move to feel like, okay, I can do this for sure. Mm -hmm. And it was like that all those reactions and all that, those emotions kind of started to settle down and then it was like, okay. But I, I, it's not like anything happened. It was just, I honored my process and I let myself be sad when I felt sad. I let myself feel mad when I felt mad. I tried my very best to find healthy outlets. I work out a lot. I had to try my hardest not to just like binge eat food, which is a really easy one for me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I tried to find healthy outlets to weather the storm and I accepted that process and then came the day that I felt good again and it wasn't instant and it wasn't fast and it wasn't pretty, but I'm there now and it feels really great. And it's just be patient with yourself. Don't have expectations on yourself that you need to bounce back in a a week. You need to take as much time as you need to take. And that goes for literally anything in your life. You can't compare yourself to other people because you're not other people. You're yourself and you're perfect just the way you are. And it's like, you have all the tools within you and there's so many great resources online. There's so many great books. There's so many ways that you can invest in yourself. Do a yoga class, go for a run, go for a walk, literally do stretches at home, watch something inspiring on YouTube, do a meditation, do a guided meditation, just sit in silence, whatever you want to do, find a healthy outlet for that stress weather the storm, accept the process. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I don't even have anything else to say now. (laughs) That that is it. Um, And, or read um, Confessions of an Ex-Hot Mess because Girl, if you want to. (laughs) It's, um, you know what? I love this book so much. Um, I really do love it. It's, it's just, it's my experience. So, that book basically chronicles when I was in depression, the 10 steps I learned to get out of it, how you can apply it in your own life if you want to. For me, when I was trying to get out of my depression, a lot of the books were really stuffy, very medical, a lot of jargon, a lot of things I didn't relate to. It was a, it was a doctor telling me about depression. And I'm like, that ain't what I'm feeling right now. So for me, it's just my account of how I was a hot mess. And how I turned into an ex-hot mess. And then it's just, you know, it's kind of funny. It's kind of goofy. Um, There's exercises in the book that people can fill out that really helped me. And I basically just shared what helped me. Because once I got out of it, I wanted a book out there that would have helped me a few years before. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of put it out there. And yeah, people seem to love it. And it's just been really cool because I get to connect with people like you, which I'm forever grateful for. It's awesome. Yes, great. And so how can anybody that's listening find you? um, contact you. Cause I'm, you do life coaching too, as well. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I do life coaching for sure. Yeah. There's information on that on my website. So you guys can find me on my website. It's uh, www.lkelliot.com. That's LK. And then Elliot is double L double T a double, double. That's how Canadians order coffee, two sugars, two creams. We say a double, double. So my, my last name is double, double. So uh, lkelliot.com. You can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. And that's at lk.elliot. 
Um, and then my book's available on Amazon and pretty much like it's available on, um, also as an ebook on basically any reader that you can find. So yeah, it's, it's out there. You can also get, if you want a little love note from me, you can go onto my website and I do personalized signed copies of my book as well. And I'll ship it to you and you like tell me what you're going through. And then I just bless the book and I write a little love note in there for you. Kind of specific to what you're going through. So that's amazing. Yeah. Gotta spread that love. Yes. <laughs> we, we need all the love we can get over we here. Yeah, You've got to come to New York and give us some love. Maybe you can come for a live show that I'm having or something. That would be so amazing. Definitely keep me posted. I would love to go to New York. And yeah, if I'm ever in the area, you'll be the first to know. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, girl. Thank you. Talk soon. Yeah, for sure. See you, girl. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. And you know what time it is. It's time for affirmations. You know, I want to leave you guys with affirmations every week. And in um, the same mood of letting go, I figured we'd do some letting go affirmations this week that you guys can take with you throughout the week. If you are also on the quest of letting go of all limiting beliefs and all things that just don't serve you anymore. Um, so let's just get into it. Um, I am worry-free. I am worry-free. I release all fears of not being perfect. I am good enough. I am perfect in my own way. I release all fears of not being perfect. I am good enough. I am perfect in my own way. I let go of all expectations. I am free to live the life I've dreamed. I let go of all expectations. I am free to live the life I've dreamed. I let go of the need to control others. I allow others to make their own way. I let go of the need to control others. I allow others to make their own way. Possessions do not feed my spirit. I am liberated from the desire to hoard things. And that's emotional. That's emotional things and that's physical things. So possessions do not feed my spirit. I'm liberated from the desire to hoard things. I say goodbye to the things in my life that are blocking my spiritual growth. I say goodbye to the things in my life that are blocking my spiritual growth. I hold on to the positive memories from past relationships and leave and let go of the dark memories with love. I hold on to the positive memories from past relationships and let go of the dark memories with love. And for the last one, I breathe freely without constraints. My energy flows without care alongside the wayward winds. I breathe freely without constraints. My energy flows without care alongside the wayward winds. Actually, I got one more for you guys. And this is the last one because this um, is a really good one, especially for me. I let go of my regrets. I let go of my regrets. I am grateful for the lessons my past missteps taught me. I let go of my regrets. I am grateful for the lessons my past missteps taught me. Thanks, you guys, for listening so much. I hope you guys can write those down and use them during the week um, because I'm still staying focused to my affirmations and I'm just going to keep saying them and keep saying them until I feel them, until I see a change in my life. So I hope you guys do the same. All right. I ain't going to hold y'all and I ain't going to let y'all hold me. I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.